Live at 5 Sports of Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, the Timberwolves make a move, it appears, uh, uh, to bring in a backup uh, point guard. It wasn't Tyus Jones, who I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen. It sounds like maybe they didn't have the ammunition to get him in a trade. Exactly. The Wizards are holding out for a first-round pick. The Wolves don't have a first-round pick. And so they kind of settled for a guy who's a lot like Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. He a uh, career 39% shooter from three. It, the Wolves wanted two things. They wanted a true backup point guard that they could trust to run their team, and they wanted a shooter who could help spread the floor. And they're getting both in Morris. Now, basically, the price is cheaper because he's had a quad injury this year, but Conley knows him well, had him in Denver. Uh, he's a very good shooter. He Basically, he and Tyce Jones have had like the best uh, turnover-to-assist ratio in the NBA for like the last five years. Hmm. So under the radar player, but a nice player. So he's Tyus Jones uh, 2.0 uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah. So that that's what they were looking. That was the type they were looking for. Uh, they must not be thrilled with Jordan McLaughlin. Does it say that, or is that not so much the case? Yeah. Well, it, Shake Milton was a failure mm-hmm. and they, they traded him away in this deal. Jordan McLaughlin, they like as a, an energy burst player but the problem is if you leave Jordan on the floor too long opposing offenses will just destroy him Mm. I mean he's about he's about five nine Mm -hmm. you know so he can't he he, and he he plays good team defense he's he he plays as well defensively as someone his size can he's smart he's intuitive but he just can't stop somebody one-on-one and NBA coaches are so good at isolating opponents that they can take advantage of. So really the right way to use McLaughlin is the way they use him, which is, you know, you need some energy. You need to get the offense cooking. You put him in for five, you know, three to five minutes. And then as soon as the other team starts picking on him, you got to get him out. Yeah. So kind of more of a specialty player rather than somebody who, if let's uh, say that Mike Conley would get dinged up again and miss a few games, uh, you know, instead of going to, uh, you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker or somebody, maybe this would be the guy that they would bring in the starting lineup or is he the backup no matter what? No, I think he would be the alternative to Conley. Mm -hmm. And listen, you know, Nikhil does a nice job playing that role. Kyle Anderson does a job playing that role, but they're not really backup point guards. They're just guys who can bring the ball off the floor. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, wild winners last night uh, as they knock off uh, Chicago 2-1. Uh, to one. Right now, any win for the Wild, uh, a, a good one as they continue to try to hang in there a little bit. Still a, a ways back. I know we talked yesterday. They don't really look like uh, a playoff team. So what, what are they trying to do here these last two months of the season? Well, I mean, they're going to they're going to try to contend, right? They're going to try to get back into it. You don't give up. Uh, but, you know, the, the numbers are against them, but they have to take a shot at it. And you never know. It's, hockey's weird. You know, you can get hot, Your goalie gets hot. You get a little confidence. Kaprizov starts scoring. And all of a sudden, maybe you run off five wins in a row and then see where you are then. So they're, they're going to still try. Um, last night was a good result and a bad game. They uh, played the worst team in the NHL. They barely won. They needed a puck to bounce off Letary's skate to save the game late uh, when Gustafson went way out of the crease. 
it was not an impressive performance. It's good they got two points, but it was not an impressive performance. Yeah, I was just watching it on the plane a little bit uh, on my flight out here to Las Vegas, so I, I didn't pay too close of attention, did watch a little bit of the game. So uh, it continues on for uh, the Wild then and uh, Coach Hines uh, as well as the interim there. Uh, the Twins make it official today that Santana's part of the team, and they uh, they release Jordan Blazovic, uh, you know, a highly rated prospect at one time that, that just hasn't really turned out. He's had some injury issues, control issues, uh, things like that. They could bring them back, of course. But uh, it's interesting, you know, you think a pitching prospect is on his way and then something happens. It just doesn't work out. Yeah, he never really broke through. And then last year, you know, they were kind of tired of waiting on him, you know, internally. Mm -hmm. And then last spring, he gets punched outside of a bar. I don't know if it was his fault or not, but the organization didn't love that a top prospect who really should have been focusing on his career was hanging around bars and doing anything to get punched. Uh, and then they got a little mileage out of him as a reliever last year. But if you watch what the twins have done this off season, and I know people want them to get the big splashy signing, which is what everybody wants every off season. Mm-hmm. What they've done this off season is they built like a 12 deep rotation, a bullpen. Yeah. I, I've never seen them with this kind of, bullpen talent and depth and so Belazovic doesn't really have a role you know he's, he's like their 14th best reliever in the organization right now easier to find bullpen arms than starting arms too on the free agency isn't it yeah and uh you know they already had a good bullpen and they they have gone all in and you know they they're trying to read the market and I know I know, listen, I know their Twins fans just want them to go spend a billion dollars every offseason to get every good player. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. That's why I don't talk about it. It's not realistic. It's not going to happen. Right, right. So so under their financial parameters, they looked at it and said, do we want to overpay for an average major league starter who would give us a little more depth, or do we want to attack the market differently and just build a incredibly deep, talented bullpen and accept that, yeah, your fourth and fifth starters might only pitch five innings, but then we can come in and blow people away for four innings. They might not be done making moves either. I mean, we've seen it. No. Major League Baseball, it's kind of strange. It seems like the transaction period has moved back. Uh, it used to be around the winter meetings. That was always an exciting time. A lot of things would happen. You would almost know who your team was, not completely, but pretty much by the end of that uh, first of the year. Now everybody's waiting about the last decade or so into January, even February, spring training, before they you know, are finished making moves. Yeah, two things have happened. One is that other than maybe the Dodgers, most teams have tried to become more financially responsible. The Yankees don't spend crazy like they used to. Uh, hardly anybody does. Mm-hmm. Only the Dodgers just say, I don't, we don't care what it costs, we're just going to do it. Uh, it's so owners don't like losing money. It's who they are. They, are. they care about money. They're rich people who care about money. And I think a lot of them finally realize, man, we keep spending on the highest free agents and losing money on an operational basis. And we're not winning. Why are we doing this? Uh, the other factor is this year, a lot of teams had uncertain local TV uh, deals mm. and didn't want to spend money until they had clarification there. Like, like the twins. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with the twins? I don't even know. Are they, are they going to be on Bally again this year? They're going to be on Bally again this year. We don't. It's not clear exactly how much their money they're going to get out. Obviously, they're not going to get as much as they did last year, but at least they're going to get something, which is why they're now operating. Yeah. 
Uh, so uh, uh, Twins uh, bring in uh, Santana, hopefully make the uh, uh, lineup a little deeper as well and certainly gives them uh, another opportunity there for uh, first base and, and uh, DH. Uh, the Timberwolves back in action tonight. They'll play Milwaukee uh, coming off a loss that uh, saw them lose uh, a lead again. But, you know, Milwaukee changes their coach and, and so far one and four under Doc Rivers. So they're struggling, too. When he won the title, I thought Doc Rivers was one of the best coaches in the NBA. And I think he's a really likable guy. Man, he his performance as a coach the last five, eight years has been really bad. Mm. And he just It just feels like he's just kind of, hey, I'm Doc Rivers and everything's going to work out because I'm Doc Rivers. I don't, I don't see a good coach anymore there. Mm. Uh, so, And that, that team's really struggling. And they're struggling with <laughs> – with Giannis and Dame Lillard. So there's a lot of pressure on them to win, win big, win big right now. They're not handling it well. Not at all. It's It has been strange. And and uh, you, like, I figured it would had to be Giannis behind uh, the changing of the last coach, probably, a, you know, who knows, personality conflict uh, or what have you. Um, you know, now you get the guy you want. Maybe he even named Doc Rivers. Who knows uh, of who he could work for him now if it – I mean, I think it's a chance of it turning around, but it isn't looking very good so far. No, I mean, you, you almost have to believe that two players of that caliber are going to find a way, mm-hmm. and they want her to play together, and they complement each other, but it just ain't working. And here's the other thing. We tend to think of basketball as a talent sport, but it, yes, you have to have talent, but it's really a cohesiveness sport. I mean, when you put LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh together, and they don't win the first year together, and then they win later, that tells you how much playing together matters. Mm. And these guys are they're trying to play for a new coach. They're trying to figure out how to play together. Uh, they're under a lot of pressure. It's just not that easy. Yeah. Timberwolves uh, found that last year. Uh, it takes, yeah. takes a while to put everything together. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Doug. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.